Today's episode is brought to you by Dr. Jeffrey Halstead, DMD. Dr. Jeffrey Halstead has been Canandaigua's hometown dentist for more than 35 years, offering routine dental care as well as cosmetic dentistry, implants, and dentures by their highly trained and experienced staff. Visit them online at canandaiguadentistry.com or find them on Facebook and Instagram. From FingerLakesOne.com, this is FLX Today. I'm Josh Durso, and we begin a new recurring series of the show featuring Cuba County Sheriff Brian Skank to discuss what's happening there in law enforcement, how some of the national trends are affecting his local department, and so much more. Sheriff, thanks for taking the time today. Uh, let's start with the ever-challenging nature of recruiting. What are we seeing on that front in Cuba County? Well, just like... Uh... Most agencies out there across the country, we're, we're struggling to recruit enough staff to fill positions. But I will say um, we, we have been able to uh, re- recruit good candidates for different positions. Our road patrol division, uh, we're just down one right now. Uh, but the jail's been a little bit more challenging. We're down eight positions uh, within our jail uh, out of about 96 budgeted positions. So it's, it's having an impact. But what we're doing to address that, uh, we're doing a lot more recruiting than we had two years ago. Um, we're actually doing a recruiting event tonight at Cuba Community College from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. for our custody division. So if anybody was interested, they could certainly join us tonight at Cuba Community College. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been challenging. Uh, not too many years ago, we didn't have to proactively recruit as much as we do now uh, to find staff. But um, I'm happy to report that we you know we are finding good folks to to fill these positions. We just have to work much harder at it to make that happen. We keep hearing that this is a problem that's getting worse, not better. Um, when you look back at, say, the last three to five years and you look forward, uh, obviously nobody has a crystal ball, but um, two years from now, do you think we're going to be in a better position than we were, say, four or five years ago? Well, I'm hopeful. I'd, I'd like to say that, you know, I, I could say with confidence that, that that's a sure thing. I don't know the answer to that. I think. I think that we're going to continue to have to proactively recruit. Um, I don't think we're going to get back to a place where we just put out our entry level exam announcements and we have hundreds of folks sign up like we used to. But uh, it's unfortunate. I think this is going to continue to be a challenging, challenging uh, thing for us, more so for other communities that, than our community here. But um, you know, it's something that uh, I think a lot of the negative press and and the negative you know, the way that uh, law, enfor- law enforcement is painted at times, you know, uh, out there, I think that that's really hurt our profession. But, you know, you look at any profession today, everybody out there struggling, right? There's help wanted signs everywhere. And, uh, you know, we're not immune to that. But we've got that extra added issue of, you know, our, our profession being, you know, you know, looked at as uh, as a negative thing these days, unfortunately, because these are great careers. If I had to go back in time, I'd do it all over again. I, I loved, I love my career. I love my career path. I do it all over. And I would encourage anybody that wants something exciting to, to take a look at what we do. Yeah. It's interesting because it seems like law enforcement's facing like all of the negative things at once. You've got obviously the image challenges, which is just a law enforcement thing in general, right? Then we hear a lot about uh, pay disparities between counties and between agencies. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, frankly, it's a job description that at times is challenging, right? Um, when people think, when young people in particular think about uh, law enforcement as a career and they see the 50 different things that a police officer might do just in one shift, 
Um, what's your pitch to those uh, young people when they're maybe thinking about, boy, do I want to be an accountant where I'm going to do two things in one day, or do I want to be a cop where I might literally have to do seven different things in a four or six hour span? Well, I think you just you just hit the nail on the head as to what makes our career so awesome. You're out there doing different things every day. Uh, you come into work. There's never a day where you know what your day is going to look like. It's exciting. It's rewarding. You know, you can have your down days, but I can tell you that the uh, that the good days and positive positive times are are much more prevalent than than the negative. But I I love the fact that these are very rewarding and exciting career paths. It's just. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate that what hits the news and makes social media a lot of times is the negative part of, of the job, but uh, there's much more positive that uh, that we do. And and uh, I would love to see more folks pursue these career paths. Uh, and speaking of young people, uh, Sheriff's Office is getting closer to a contract with uh, Wheatsport Central School District. We are. We're actually working to contract with them to place a special patrol officer um, under our umbrella in the school to provide school resource officer services. So they do currently have an officer there now through the Wheatsport Village Police Department, uh, Officer Quigley. And I believe that we're going to bring her on under our umbrella. Uh, she'll be working for the sheriff's office and continuing to provide those services. And uh, we we're doing that with a number of schools in Cayuga County. And, um, you know, my my hope is that eventually we have somebody in every school because I think it's a very important program. Uh, yes. And could you elaborate on that a little bit? Because uh, I think the success of school resource officer programs kind of flies under the radar sometimes. Uh, how important are those relationships and even just the presence uh, in a lot of these school districts across the Finger Lakes region? How important is that for the work you guys do on a daily basis? And then also to that conversation we were just having about recruiting, uh, building that pipeline down the road of, of future law enforcement officers. Sure. There's so many positives to the school resource officer programs. And I think one of the biggest is the personal relationships that these members of our agencies, our law enforcement agencies make with students. I know they build trust. Um, you know, kids are, uh, are are trustful of the officers that are there. They're likely to come up and tell them if they're having some trouble or need some help. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're just, you know, so important in so many ways. They provide, you know, public safety services. God forbid if a major incident ever happened within a school district, you've got somebody right there that can address it immediately with a law enforcement response. So that's an important part of it. And something that we're working on uh, right now and and uh, building our program is we're working to do some school threat assessment work and and management. So if we identify potentially uh, potentially violent uh, behavior that could be exhibited within a school, we're looking to prevent uh, that type of behavior before something happens. So our school resource officers and special patrol officers officers are an important part of identifying behaviors that we might be able to address before something bad happens. So I know we never want to, you know, think that that could happen in our community, but I'm not going to bury my head in the sand and pretend that, you know, we we couldn't be a headline here locally. So I want to make sure we're doing everything we can to prevent um, something like that and make our schools as safe as possible because they they should be certainly should be a safe space for, for anybody that, that's there. And another element of uh, law enforcement over the last two to four years has been the the rise in overdoses, obviously the opiate epidemic. Um, it, it's something that you guys are dealing with on the law enforcement 
front, but then also just in kind of the humanitarian response side as well, because oftentimes you're the first ones, your deputies are the first ones there. Um, what are we seeing so far this year in terms of overdoses? Uh, and where's your head at right now in terms of where the county stands moving forward? Actually, here locally, um, we, we've seen a decline in overdoses and overdose fatalities. That's not the norm across the country where we're seeing uh, in, in some areas, we're seeing, you know, increasing numbers for overdoses and overdose deaths. But I'm happy to say so far this year through August, uh, the end of August of this year, we've had four overdose fatalities. And I believe we had 111 uh, overdoses that that were responded to by law enforcement. But certainly that's 111 too many overdoses and and four too many fail, fatalities. But compared to our numbers in previous years, that's down considerably. Um, and I think that, that that can be attributed to the great work being done by so many agencies um, in our community. Um, it's from so many fronts. We're, we're, we're attacking this problem head on in our community. And I really think that we're having a positive impact and, and saving lives. Absolutely. Uh, and let's talk a little bit about the jail population here. Uh, your notes here indicate that the population is up and I guess on the heels of that uh, part of our conversation about uh, your staff at the jail, uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Or uh, what are we seeing there? What are your expectations over the next few months? It's presented some challenges, certainly, uh, but our staff, um, are they're doing a great job uh, making sure that, uh, you know, we're taking care of our jail, that we're covering our posts. Um, you know, we, we're a 24-7 operation. We don't take time off. We have to 365 days a year, man, man, our facility and our staff's doing a great job. Um, it has meant a lot of overtime. Uh, a lot of folks are working voluntary overtime in our facility. And unfortunately, um, we have had some mandated overtime, but uh, they're doing a great job. But the population has been up uh, all through the summer. And, um, you know, it's had some some challenges uh, fiscally, you know, our budgets, our budgets up a little more than we anticipated for this year. So I've had to address that with our local legislature to get the funding to make sure that we can uh, keep the lights on in the jails. But we're we're doing that. Um, we're trying to do all we can to meet uh, the challenges, mental health challenges that we have in the facility and certainly those that are coming here due to struggles with with addiction. Um, but we're working on a lot of programming within our facility, working on ways to get people on the right path and certainly reduce recidivism and hope that they don't come back. But, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of individuals in our community, unfortunately, that are are committing, uh, you know, petty crimes over and over and over again with criminal justice reforms. You know, they are being released um, initially, but uh, Unfortunately, we're seeing many of them continue to offend and and come back. And we've seen our numbers really start to spike over the last few months. Yeah. And speaking of that, uh, you guys just put out a press release uh, within the last week or so uh, about a uh, couple incidents at Cato and Port Byron school events. Uh, what can you tell us about that and where those investigations stand right now? We did. So last uh, last Thursday night and last Friday night, uh, the Cato School District and Port Byron School District uh, they did hold sporting events here in Cuga County. And unfortunately, while people were attending those events, there were two individuals in the parking lot uh, breaking windows and parked cars and stealing purses and valuables that were in plain sight in the vehicle. So uh, we did put out a, a press release and some images that were captured of uh, two suspects um, and what appears to be a Chevy Traverse vehicle. Um, Unfortunately, the license plate that can be seen in the picture uh, and the vehicles is not the plate that belongs on the car. So we weren't able to identify the perpetrators that way. But 
we're still looking for them, uh, hoping that somebody out there can help us identify them. But I think a, a good takeaway from this for folks is certainly to remind them that always lock your vehicle. But um, I would recommend even if you lock it, not to leave purses on, you know, visible uh, or any valuables in the car, if you can take them with you. Um, but certainly don't don't leave them visible because somebody can easily break that window and grab them, you know, as was demonstrated in these cases here. How tough of a, mes- of a message is that to sell to folks who live in, in uh, more rural parts uh, of the Finger Lakes here? I, I know when people travel into cities like Rochester and Syracuse, they're accustomed to locking their doors as soon as they get out of the car. Um, but uh, fortunately, in more rural communities, too, that's also a necessity, right? It is today. Unfortunately, you know, we didn't it seems that we didn't used to have to worry about that here in our rural community. But we're seeing those types of crimes, you know, push out into into our community as well. So it's an unfortunate thing, but we've all got to be cognizant of the fact that, uh, you know, criminals travel and uh, there are people here locally that are doing those types of things today. And it is something that we need to worry about. All right, Sheriff, appreciate the time. We will be catching up with you next month, just like this. Thank you so much, Josh. I appreciate the opportunity. That'll do it for this edition of Finger Lakes Today. If you'd like to see more conversations like this one, check out the show on your favorite podcast platform or subscribe to the FingerLakes1.com YouTube channel. Have a great day, and we will see you next time. Thank mm-hmm. you.